chapter twelve of carpenter's geographical reader africa by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b the land of the nile we are now to travel through the strangest of all countries the world has no other land like egypt it is a strip of rich soil which has been built up layer by layer on the dreary sands of the sahara by the mighty nile this river is the longest in africa and with the exception of the mississippi missouri the longest in the world it rises in the highlands near the equator having its source in lake victoria the largest lake in africa it pours out of this lake and races for hundreds of miles through rapids and cataracts then flows more slowly over plains until it reaches the sahara through which it winds its way spreading out into a wide fan where it empties into the mediterranean sea during its course the nile receives some very large tributaries and among others the blue nile and the atbara sometimes called the black nile from the color of its waters the blue nile and the atbara rise in the highlands of abyssinia which are composed of great beds of rich soil when the tropical rains come this soil melts down into the rivers to such an extent that it fills not only their waters but even the nile itself with rich mud when the nile is high the waters flow out over the country some of the mud drops to the bottom and this in time has built up the land of egypt the soil varies in depth from twenty to forty feet and it has been estimated that it rises about six inches every hundred years the good land extends just as far out as the water goes and no farther beyond all is sand and barren rock a man can stand with one foot entirely hidden in the richest of crops while the other rests on the barren desert along the greater part of its course the nile runs through a trough in the desert and there the fertile strip is so narrow that we could walk across it in an hour while at other places it is so wide that it would take us about half a day to go from one side to the other until it reaches the latitude of cairo the valley of egypt is nowhere more than nine or ten miles wide although it is almost a thousand miles long below cairo it spreads out like a fan each rib of which is about one hundred miles long ending at the mediterranean this fan is the delta of egypt so named from the fourth letter of the greek alphabet which has a fan-like shape the deposits of the nile are such that the delta grows about eight feet farther out into the mediterranean every year it now extends one hundred miles along the seacoast and grows wider and wider the egypt of the map is about seven times as large as new england but it is mostly desert the inhabited egypt consisting of the delta and the long narrow valley above it is altogether not so large as massachusetts and connecticut combined but it is so fertile that it supports more people in proportion to its cultivated lands than any similar area on the globe much of the country produces crops all the year round and where irrigated two and three harvests are annually gathered from the same soil egypt has no rain but the nile gives it water throughout the year and at flood times furnishes it a meal of this rich mud which causes it to produce without other fertilization when the rains are light in the mountains of central africa there are no great floods then egypt suffers from famine 
for this reason the people watch the nile carefully they measure its rising from day to day to see if the water will get high enough to spread out over the country there is a column in a well on the island of rhoda in the river of cairo known as the nilometer which marks the flow of the water reports are given out from day to day and when the right height has been reached there is great rejoicing all over the country for the people know they will have good crops and a prosperous year the nile begins to swell about the first of june it increases throughout the summer until october when it reaches its highest level the water is now conducted over all the farms possible and allowed to remain until it has saturated the soil and deposited its mud about the last of october the river falls and the fields become dry in flood times the nile flows fast and in the past great quantities of water and a vast deal of this valuable mud have been carried far out into the sea without being spread over the land now dams have been built to hold back the water and let it out as it is needed some of these dams are among the wonders of the world one at aswan far above cairo is as high as a seven-story house and so thick that three carriages can be driven abreast upon its top it is composed of huge blocks of granite so strongly cemented together that they will hold back a lake one hundred and forty miles long containing more than a billion tons of water the dam is filled when the muddy flood comes down from the mountains and opened again when the nile is low as the water lies in the dam the mud sinks but as the outlets are along the bottom when the water goes out it carries the mud with it and thus distributes it through the canals to farm after farm End of chapter eleven